Welcome to Happily Holistic. I'm Amy Lee Mercree, and I'm a medical intuitive with 20 years of experience. I've written 15 books on health and wellness. If you've had a medical intuitive session with me, you know that the thoughts and emotions within you, what has been passed down from your ancestors, and everything that surrounds you can impact your well-being. In this podcast, we touch on my favorite ways for you to improve your health and feel more joy. We dive deeply into everything health and wellness with a big dash of spirituality and a sprinkle of business. We spotlight the uplifting and the positive and share the secret ways top wellness authors and celebrities get inspired, stay healthy, and enjoy this beautiful life. I can't wait to get happily holistic with you today. Hello, hello. Welcome to Happily Holistic. I'm so excited to be here today with my dear friend, Laura Day. Hi, Laura. Hey. Laura is a prolific author of six books. Her first book, Practical Intuition, is still a runaway bestseller. Uh, Another of her books that I love is The Circle. And Laura's a business psychic, among other things. And one of the things that Laura offers to all of us is her practical intuition boot camp and training, which I'm really excited to hear about. So let's then Laura with my first question for you, which I think we would all love to hear about is how did you get started in the intuitive world? What, what was like your origin story? So I'm 61 years old. So intuition when I was young was very different. It wasn't, there wasn't really even a name for it. So in 1981, I was a math and science nerd and I was 22 years old or 21 years old. And I saw a a TV show on one of the nerd science channels Mm -hmm. about different universities that were experimenting with these extended capacities of the human mind. Uh, That was the name for consciousness back then. And I called them up and I, because I I watched this and I thought, well, doesn't everyone do this? Like, doesn't everyone know they can do this? So I called them up and I said, you know, I can do what you're talking about. So they said, fine, whatever, come in. So I came in and they started this long-winded explanation about what ESP was and remote viewing and et cetera. And I said, just put a name in an envelope. And that was basically the first experiment they did. And they, I ended up really being uh, tested because people would, um, you know, different studies would say, well, can you use your mind to see what will happen or to go through a patient's body or to see a location based on coordinates? And I'd say, well, I don't know, but I'll try because I had no pony in the race. I didn't even have a name for this. Right. The, the agreement was that it would remain anonymous, but they televised without my permission Ooh. one of the experiments. So at two, wow. I had this instant following for something I didn't even have a name for yet. Wow. 
And, and because I didn't come through the esoteric or through spirituality, at that point, I really realized where I felt the safest was working on new drugs, working with business, working with things that were very grounded that you could prove or disprove. So my practice developed really as a, um, as a business practice. I've read the same Fortune 500 companies for nearly 30 years now. And although I read for free on my Instagrams and I can always refer people to somebody good, I no longer take individuals as clients. I just do the companies. Um, but I love training people. So that's how I started. And that's what I do in my career. I've written six books on intuition, which are really workshops. That because I think you can talk about intuition you know, or faith or, or medicine or any of these things. You can talk about things till you're blue in the face. But when someone actually you know, takes an aspirin and the headache goes away, they don't have to believe in the aspirin, it works. Same mm -hmm. with intuition. So what my books do is they put people in situations where they are engaging their intuition to get specific results that they can then verify. I love that. What an interesting story. I didn't realize that about the experiments and then having it televised without your permission. Yeah. Um, were you mad at the time? Like, were you angry? I was, it's hard to say because here, I mean, I was 22 and these people were decades older. You right. know, I respected them. I certainly felt upset. It was, yeah. a, it was a huge intrusion on my life. And, yeah. and I also am not, you know, I, I, I don't wear purple, you know, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't part of whatever. I didn't even know the people who were part of that more esoteric right. movement. So for me, it was a little bit uh, like being exposed as a deviant, you know, it was fun <laughs> for me to do while I was doing it. And I was very happy that all these grown-ups had all this interest in me right um, but to actually be exposed was was hard and what made me get over that was when I wrote my first book they insisted on having my picture on the cover which for me was a nightmare I mean I don't think I went into a bookstore for two years except for book events wow um, and I, you know, I've got, I've gotten over it. Um, I've, I, I think one of my life lessons has been be who you are. Yeah. And, you know, you may have judgments about it. Other people may have judgments about it, but be who you are and, and you don't have to defend it. All you have to do is inhabit it. Absolutely. An interesting kind of like life took the reins and put you out in the spotlight when you wouldn't have done it, you know? And I am a huge introvert. Like I must say that COVID has not been difficult for me. Um, I, the joke about me, if you put me in a corner of the couch, you come back a year later, I'm in that same corner. <laughs> I, I have, you know, my, my mind travels so much. My senses travel so much. I am very happy to be in a dark closet. Yeah. So it was a big, it was a big learning. And yeah, you know, I think that my, um, my career in many ways has been my healer because it has yeah. forced me out. I've been fortunate enough that people have demanded that I come speak, demanded that I teach. 
and it's taken me out of, I think, my natural uh, propensity to just, you know, stay so happy and comfortable in a shell and mm -hmm. connected me with a, you know, wonderful world that I would have missed otherwise. For sure, and community, because I think we, I know for me as a medical intuitive, what we do is a little bit different, but the one of the many gifts of it is the community that we do end up having of all these people who participate in our work, right? Including each other, by the way. Oh no, I always yeah. last, you know, my first five readings every morning are all my intuitive friends. Yes. You know, because we do, we trust yes process we've had yeah. evidence that it works that it gives clear guidance yes we get involved in each other's projects and each other's yes. being so my first five readings are always other intuitives for sure yeah i have my my friend digani who's been on the podcast we always do our trades because we're very aligned with one another it's it's fun um so i know you have your boot camp where you're teaching intuition would you tell us more about that? I'd love to hear, you know, about, I know your results based, which is kind of fun, like the results and what people, how, you know, your approach and then what that brings forward for people as they kind of enter into that process with you. So I do, my teaching is, is divided kind of into two camps. Most of my teaching is free online, mm -hmm. Zoom, Instagram, Facebook Live, real workshops and they're all yep. boot camp is is pretty much the only workshop that that is a tr it, that I do traditionally yeah. and boot camp is an interesting group it's never more than 50 people mm -hmm. and you have to prepare for it so there's meeting mm -hmm. practice to do and okay. boot camp is after you've done that reading and practice throwing yourself in to a couple full days and then many months after of working with wow. healers and intuitives in an evidence-based way. And what I mean by evidence-based yeah. is I think you, you want to have telepathy with someone, but you look for the proof that it's happened or the yeah. proof that it hasn't. You do mediumship, but you it needs to have evidence that it has occurred. Mm. Same with mm -hmm. remote. So I train people both mm -hmm. to work as intuitives and healers um, for any community, but mostly for a business community, also because I think it's a better way to make a living. Um, yeah. Have, you know, you don't feel right charging a, a human what is fine to charge a business because the business is making a lot of money off your project. Yeah. Um, but it's a training and the, what's wonderful is I've been doing boot camp for almost 40 years. And those groups stay together. They become each other's intuitives, each other's yes. each other's accountants, each other's doctors. They really stick yeah. together as a community because in learning intuition as a group, what you do realize is separateness is an illusion. And yes. they no longer have that illusion. They can't hold that illusion within their group, of course, yes. because they've been you know, reading each other in that way. So really it's an experiential training and I rem remain involved in my boot camps forever because right. I don't see private clients. So the people from my boot camps become the people I refer clients to. When mm -hmm. they come to me. 
Um, right. and, and it's not a certification in the sense that you, you say, oh, you've taken boot camp, you're now mm. an expert. I give a certificate of attendance. Yeah. Sometimes people after a weekend are ready for referrals. And sometimes people need longer, need a couple of years yeah. of practice. So it's not something, you know, like your Reiki certification that automatically occurs right. on you something. I, yeah. I'm very involved with my groups. You know, yeah. I read them whether they want me to read them or not. Um, and I'm involved in their lives, whether they want me involved in it or not. <laughs> These are the people to whom, in a sense, I'm leaving my career. I'm entrusting the people who Absolutely. reach out to me. Um, and But it's a wonderful group. And I stay very involved. And they're just so supportive and helpful also to me. I mean, this is my, you know, after nearly 40 years, this is my community. So that's what you know. There's plenty for free also available always where people can train. And on IG Live at Laura Day Intuit, people are exchanging readings all the time. Some of these people may be people who've been professional psychics for 30 years and some are novices, but they're amazing. And sometimes the novices are pretty knock your boots off as well. And we do a lot of healing because it's very hard to heal yourself. You avoid what you avoid and you have your blind spots where your blind spots are and you don't see past them. Whereas when another energy comes in and moves things around, they're not in your old framework. They're outside right. of it. So, right. so people, and I, myself included, you know, I, I'm, I don't heal myself, others heal me. Mm. What I do is I make the connection to let them know, hey, help, I need healing, or I need some input. I'm having trouble, I'm having trouble seeing my way. Um, mm. And it's really, really helpful to have those kinds of community. And Bootcamp pr provides that, as do, do the IG lives and just IG readings that people do all the time. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey there, it's Amy Lee Mercury. People have been asking what to expect when you book a medical intuitive session with me. Whether you have had a medical intuitive session before or are completely new to the idea, working with a medical intuitive may be right for you if you are looking to uncover the root cause of one or more mild to moderate health concerns. Working with me is not designed to take the place of seeing an integrative doctor or your chosen health practitioner. The way a session begins is you get to share your questions and concerns. After that, I say an opening invocation, which is adapted from something shared with me by my late medicine teacher about 25 years ago. It invites your highest vibrational spirit guides to participate in the session. These may be ancestors, angelic guides, or other benevolent non-physical beings. After the invocation, I let you know which guides want to talk with you and what they have to say. We address your questions and concerns and find resolutions and answers. If there are health issues, we find the root causes of the issues. To learn more about my medical intuitive work, check out the Work With Me page on amyleemercree.com. 
It's really beautiful. And I noticed that when you and I did an Instagram live together a couple months back and I, you, you had posted a graphic and I kind of commented and somebody like gave me a mini reading and I was like, wait, what just happened here? But then I was looking, I was like, oh, cause this is what you guys do. And it's, it's actually really cool. And there was another post about something and I did, and I thought I'm going to do this too. So I gave somebody one because oh, I, thought, that was so nice. I did, because I was like, I just want to see you squid here. I think you and I had talked about it or you, we had talked on the phone or something. And I was like, I'm going to go check this out. And it was just, I thought this is such a sweet community because you're really, you know, you really created something that's incredibly inclusive, whether they're in your boot camp or they're just, you know, interacting with you online. It's an instant. Can I understand that's based on the circle, which I just got in the mail, by the way. It's in my cabinet right now. And I'm thinking that it has to do with the circle. I'm excited to read it. That's well, on my other uh, thing. I, I have a funny story about about the the uh, Instagram. Yeah. And Facebook, when the pandemic started, I put away a couple thousand dollars and I sent out in a newsletter mm-hmm. that anyone who needed anything to just let yeah. me know and I'd send it to them. Yeah. And my husband, who's more traditional, said, don't do that. You're going to be overwhelmed with requests. And I said, well, then I'll deal with it. Aww. I was not overwhelmed with requests. Right. Overwhelmed with offers. So many people said, Oh, let me donate to this, which I didn't need. Yes. I still haven't spent everything I set aside. Yeah. A lot of people said, oh, I live in the zip code of the woman who needs the medicine delivered. Exactly. I'm out anyway. Let me drop it off. Like oh. there was so much generosity. And I really got evidence of what I know, which is that they're a self-selecting group of very giving people. Yes. Which doesn't mean, listen, we all have our warts. We all have the places we're selfish, we're envious, we're angry, we're irritable, we're a gazillion things. You know, we're not, we're not, we're supposed to be clear as the driven slush. You know, we're not supposed to be pure. That's, that's, there's nothing to work with there. But, but they're all people. We are all people who are saying, okay, this is who I am now. Right. This is, who, this is who I don't like so much who I am now. And I'm working on it. I'm working mm-hmm. on it. And that's all you can do is work on it. And I think the way that we, we judge ourselves really obscures the reality that most of us, and especially the people on our sites, most of us are really, you know, knockout, generous, fabulous people. My husband had to eat his hat because he was really, no, don't do this. Oh, going to ask for money. Everyone's going to ask for help. That did not happen. Yeah. And the people we got to help, it, it, you know, it was inspiring, you know, exactly. a, a frontline worker who got in COVID and lived mm-hmm. in one of these villages where there's someone at the gate, the, per, the gate person wouldn't let the delivery people bring things up to her door. Oh, no. She had no way, and he wouldn't do it either. So she had no way of getting supplies. Oh my gosh. And volunteered and brought it up to her and I ordered them. And another woman who had yeah. um, left an abusive relationship with nothing and needed you know, mm-hmm. a wardrobe to get a job and yes. up for her daughter. And 
it was real and people wow. were so people were so generous and actually the last time that happened was hurricane sandy where i had exactly the same experience yes yes I love that the way our communities do come together. And I agree about self-selecting with my shamanism groups over 20 plus years. They are the perfect groups for each other every time. It always amazes me because you put it out and who, you know, who will sign up, who will participate, who will really be, who's going to no-show. Sometimes people no-show, right? Occasionally but the perfect groups come together. And often and the ones who start out difficult are the best ones. There's yes. also the difficult ones, you know, they yeah. add the most energy. Yes, exactly. And the generosity um, with this pandemic, I agree. In my community where I live, just among, you know, what's been happening here, just the generosity has been really beautiful to see. And that, and. I think in many ways, that's the reality of human nature is the majority of people care. And want to help, right? Part of the problem is that we are born caring. Yeah. But then if we have no models for it. Yeah. Uh, we just, we have no receptors. We don't, we don't recognize it in our environment mm -hmm. and we don't know how to bring it forth from ourselves. Just mm -hmm. why you know, it, it's so important, especially for our young people, that we yeah. act as a community, that we make Absolutely. sure they have computers during COVID, that they have adequate food yeah. during COVID, that yes. you see something happening, that you make sure it's taken care of because yeah. so much isolation and children don't have school right now um, in many places. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that we, we need to provide examples of of imperfect compassion absolutely and imperfect help um because to raise children who don't have those examples and then expect them somehow magically right to develop medicine, you know how would that happen you know absolutely and te teaching children empathy i i actually i have a degree in education so in the beginning of my you know, intuitive career, which was 25 years ago, I was a teacher. Um, and teaching children empathy, even though it's innate, teaching children how to keep that and to not censor it too, because I think sometimes children are, are uh, you know, just different things that are probably well-intentioned around censoring that urge and you know, staying in their own bubble and just, you know, opening that door to, to the, like you're saying, these examples of, but, the, but there is another way to still make sure that you're supplied and yet you can really share all your gifts in a way that feeds you and delete you. I think that's I, I think that's a model for, ad, for education the real that is a real challenge because I think you know part of it is that young people don't have a strong ego they don't have a strong yeah. eye yet and so there is that that very fragile line between empathy and crossing over that line to be able to let harm in and I think yeah. it's so it is it is hard with children it is. why we 
we as a society, I think, need to set, set a much better example. And I think you can do this in a general way, but you can also do it in a personal way, you know, really noticing what's going on, you know, stopping yeah. in an appropriate way that doesn't set children up for predators. Yeah. Making, making appropriate contact, yeah. um, you know, donating to places that do make sure or volunteering your time. Yeah you know, or your old technology, to, you know, yes. because we, the, our greatest resource, I mean, you know, we seem to be able to print food now. I mean, our greatest resource that we cannot uh, replicate are our young people. Um, Absolutely. We are, our, we are our greatest resource. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it's so good. One of the things that uh, intuition does teach us is that it's important to have direction. Um, and if you yeah. don't have direction, if you don't have a target or a goal, mm -hmm. yeah. it's important at the very least to know where your feet are and to know I like that. What your next step is, yeah. you know, what your intention is. You know, people say, oh, goals, I don't know what my goal is. Okay, five mm -hmm. minutes from now. Right. Where are you now? And yeah. how do you want to move in this next minute, two minutes, three minutes? Yes. Because so many people come to me and want predictions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, I love what I do. I love giving predictions. Sure. But I'm very sad when all my predictions come true because it means that the person has no agency in their own life. Yeah. And that is what's really important. That's really what my book, The Circle, is about. Mm -hmm. you know, much more about how do you predict? How do you do remote viewing? How do you prove just yeah. telepathy works? How do you use them to create better lives? But yeah. The Circle is really about, okay, so you can predict. So you can right. have telepathy. So you can astral project. Big yeah. deal. How yeah. is it helping you? Here. Yeah is how to engage these abilities mm -hmm. in a way that you do what you're here to do, which is create a great life, create great relationships, create enough of everything, mm -hmm. and from there, share. Yes. Or do it in a way that is good for all. Yes. If possible, if possible. You know, you mm -hmm. are your own first job. I love that. I love that. Um, if you, if you could send a message back to your 17 year old self and tell her one thing, what would it be? You are okay alone. Don't attach to bad people just to be attached to somebody. Mm -hmm. You are okay alone and you are never alone. Take the risk of finding that out. I love that message. What a beautiful message. Thank you so much for being here, Laura. I'm so excited we got to chat. Where can our listeners find you? So you can go to lauraday.com, L-A-U-R-A-D-A-Y, spelled the most boring way, dot com. <laughs> I answer all of my emails because people email things that are so private. Mm. On Instagram at lauradayintuit. Uh, Facebook at Laura Day Author or Laura Day Circle, I can never remember. Um, and uh, and hopefully you and I will be doing so many fun new things. Together. We will. 
We definitely will. We'll be Instagramming and we'll have you back on the podcast again soon too. Well, I feel like there's a lot more we can talk about and I need to like do a couple different episodes of you just to scratch the surface. We should do some fun process together. Our next yeah. Instagram, we should do some fun process with the group. That would be really nice. We'll do that. So keep your eyes peeled for that, everybody. And thank you so much for listening to Happily Holistic and have a beautiful day. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Happily Holistic with me, Amy Lee McCree. You can find out more about the show on amyleemercree.com on the podcast page. Please stop by your favorite social platform and leave me a comment. I'd love to hear how you liked today's show and what topics you'd like me to cover in the future. Come find me on Instagram and Facebook at amyleemercree.com. If you would like to see what a medical intuitive session with me is all about, hop on over to the Work With Me page on amyleemercree.com. Until next time, stay happily holistic.